welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast today. It's your host, Kate Warman here, and I just want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. This is honestly really crazy for me to say, but Heart of Dating has officially been around for two years now. You guys, it has been quite the journey. It's honestly gone incredibly fast. And at the same time, I can barely remember my life without this and I would have it no other way. I just love what I get to do. And so I wanna take a second to thank you guys in this community. Thank you for your love and your support and your advocacy. Thank you for sharing the podcast to your friends and for spreading the word. Our podcast has officially been downloaded close to 900,000 times, you guys. Y'all, that is nuts to think about when the average podcast gets less than 300 downloads, okay? Now, that being said, I have a quick favor to ask of you right now. If you haven't done so already, would you be willing to write us a review for this podcast? Reviews are kind of like currency in the podcast world. They help you stay on top of the charts and get discovered by other people. And you guys, we need that so we can, first of all, continue to grow and sustain this incredible community. And secondly, so that more people can find us and then find resources for better dating so that we can overall change the dating culture. So if you'd be willing to hit subscribe first and foremost, and then rank us and write us a review, that would be so incredible and mean a lot to us. Also this week, would you guys also be willing to do us one more favor and screenshot either this episode today or your favorite episode from the podcast in the past and post it to Instagram and tag us at at Kateness and at Heart of Dating. Y'all are just incredible. Thank you so much. I am so excited to continue this journey with Heart of Dating. Alrighty, friends, now it's time for our episode on the podcast today. Many of you in our community are single parents and have been asking us to do an episode on that topic. So your wish is my command as today we are bringing you content on how to date as a single parent, which has been such a highly requested topic. So let me introduce you to our guest today, Bethany Moore. Bethany Moore is a single mom through foster care and now adoption. She had the honor of adopting her three children, Franklin, Catherine, and Theodore, after being their foster parent. She was a public school teacher for four years and then worked as a social media manager for Maple Street Biscuit Company. She is looking forward to getting back into the classroom after getting settled into a new city of Nashville, Tennessee, and to be able to continue being an advocate for foster care and adoption. Friends, I am truly in awe of Bethany's story and how she is cultivating her singleness for such an amazing thing, such as being a single parent. Wow, I just, my mind is blown by that. But we just talked all about the ins and outs of what it looks like dating as a single parent and how us singles who are not parents can also approach and be more open to the situation. So I'm super excited for this conversation today and I can't wait for you to hear it. Bethany Moore, girl, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I'm just, it's, I'm thrilled always to meet a new girlfriend and to connect virtually like this because it's nighttime where I am. It's nighttime where you are. And I feel like we're just kind of like two girlfriends hanging out about to have a really epic conversation that just happens to be recorded, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I love this. <laughs> it's so fun. You know, something I really love is people in our community are always sending me people like, hey, check this person out. And you were one of those people that I got DM'd quite a number of times. And I got to check out your profile, read through some of your captions and find out more about your story. And I was like, oh my gosh, this girl's story is incredible because not only are you a powerhouse single woman, like amen, praise the Lord, love it. But you have also done something that I would venture to say most single people haven't done. <laughs> I don't know the statistics there, but you have actually adopted three children as a single woman. So you are a single mother. And I just want to say like, 
all the praise hands, all the respect for you. I think it is absolutely phenomenal. Like, wow. Thank you. (laughs) So thank you for being willing to come on and share your story, Bethany. I'm sure we're going to get, there's going to be a lot of me affirming you today within that because I'm just in awe of really taking this time of singleness and using it to really do kingdom work. Like you are doing that in so many ways. And I'm just, I just want to honor that. And I am inspired by it. And I'm super excited because we have a lot of single parents that are part of our community who have been asking me like, like, Kate, hello, will you do an episode on what it's like to date as a single parent? And I'm like, yes, I will, you guys. But it's been, to be honest, hard to find someone who wants to talk about this or who has a great voice. And so I'm just so, so, so excited for many reasons to have connected to you. Now I've just talked a gazillion things to your face. So there you go. (laughs) No, it's making me feel really good. Thank you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So now it's going to be your turn. I could go on and on. But would you start before we even dive into what it's like dating with the kids, would you just invite us first into a little bit about what your journey of singleness was like before you even had the children? Yeah. So I grew up in a pretty conservative Christian family. So if the doors of the church were open, we were there. And I don't think it was necessarily preached, but it was understood that you were kind of expected to get married pretty young and have kids. And I was actually all on board for that. Like I was like, yes, I want to get married and have children and be a stay-at-home mom, do the homeroom thing. So am I thinking, I'm like, where can I go and meet a godly man? I'm like, well, Bible college, that is where I'm going to go get that MRS degree. <laughs> oh, and there it is. Live out my dream. Yes. And so I went and I, I was disappointed because I didn't have any guys I thought were my husband. And I was just really discouraged. And as mm. I continued to be single, I really did question God. And I mm. thought he forgot about me. Mm. And I'm like, God, my dreams are not crazy. I just want to be married and have a family. And I feel like you're making a mistake here. If I was in control of my life, it would be a lot different than what's happening. Yeah. But God just really in my singleness, especially these last four years, um, was showing me that I have really put marriage on this pedestal where I thought that my life would be complete when I'm married. And, you know, if I'm not content in singleness, I won't be content any season. And so God was just good to show me that singleness is a gift. It is a joy. And we are able to use our singleness wisely and help others. And so for me, it was becoming a single foster parent and then adoptive parent. But I just am so thankful that he showed me that we have this freedom in this season to mm. pursue any passion that we have mm. and not wait like I was doing for marriage to start my life essentially. Mm. Um, so, so thankful for this journey and this, my life is exactly the opposite of what I ever imagined it to be, but it's so much sweeter and better. So I'm very thankful that I was not in control of my life. That God's plans are so much better than mine. Yeah. And what you're bringing up is so true. Like we have younger people listening to you that are probably going to Bible college or in college now that are like, yeah, I just want my MRS degree, you know? (laughs) And I'm not going to say that is terrible to get married at a young age, but I think that that there is a beauty to kind of experiencing the fullness of our singleness in our 20s, especially like I can't imagine what it would have been like to get married at 20 or 21 personally. Like I honestly am so glad I had, I'm 30 now. I'm so glad I had my 20s to experience the fullness of my singleness and really, you know, take that marriage off of that pedestal, which let me be real, also took a long time for me. <laughs> like, like a long time <laughs> to make that happen. And things helped me along the way, such as moving to a big city where everyone gets married later. But I just think that is so incredible. And I bet that is a challenge. I, I mean, this, I didn't prepare you for this question, but I wonder if you could even speak to what it's was felt like to be, you know, in, in an area where a lot of other people were probably getting married and still feeling like, like, okay, that's not really my journey right now. I'm going to find a way to embrace my singleness. What, what was that like for you? Was there any comparison, like doubts and fears? Like, what did that look like? Yeah. So for me, when I kind of decided I was going to be a single foster parent, I was just all excited, all on board, but I did get some negative feedback from people because it's not the norm. It's not traditional. And I think it's mostly from older 
people yeah. <laughs> who are like, you're going head first into this when typically that's not something people are choosing yeah. to do. Um, but I just was like, no, the God has called me to do this. And um, I was all excited about it. But yeah. I did have, because, you know, that's not, you know, my original vision. So it took me a while to kind of get on board with it. The people who are just now hearing that I was going to be a single foster parent, um, majorly concerned and doubters about it. Too. Yeah. But what I'm thankful for is that some of the people who were kind of negative and questioned me pursuing this are like totally get it now on board and they see like how important that is to step up to foster and then adopt now. So I'm glad that kind of our story can be used to help others, you know, when it's not been normal and typical, but then they get it more now. So I have a question within that, Bethany, because there's got to be something that really prompted you, God put on your heart to foster as a single woman, because I would venture to say that's not a prompting that maybe that many single people have. And it might be something that's in their heart, but they might think like, whoa, that would be way too complicated. That feels way too difficult. And so what really, you know, prompted you to want to foster and then adopt as a single woman? So I've always desired to adopt and I just assumed that I would be married to do that. We had some um, friends who adopted from China, and I mm. love that. And I always thought I would want to do that too. I just love the picture of a, the gospel in adoption as well. Mm. And um, I remember I was up late one night doing schoolwork in college, and I got distracted on Facebook. I'm so bad about that. And <laughs> I came across this video of this young single missionary named Katie Davis, and her story really drew me in because you could just tell she just loved Uganda and the people there. And then she started saying that she was in the process of adopting. Okay. I don't want to say this wrong. It was in the teens, like 13 or 14 girls from Uganda. Oh, wow. as a single person. I know. Oh so my gosh. that's a lot of children, but it got me so excited when I paused the video and it was like, God lit a fire in me. Like that is what I should be doing. That is what I want to do. I've always wanted to have a family and I've always loved adoption. I just didn't know that I could do this in my singleness. And so then I started researching, like, what is the least expensive way to adopt? Because I knew I was going to be a public school teacher. And I know what that income is. Then I also knew what um, adoption costs were. So I didn't think I could afford it. So when I researched, um, adopting from foster care popped up. And at that point, I closed my computer and I was done. I did not desire to foster. Mm. I was actually very against it because my parents had fostered when they first got married. Oh, wow. And it was really traumatic for everybody. And so I'm hearing those stories as a kid and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. And then I'm thinking, well, if they had a hard time as a young married couple, how could I ever do that on my own as a single mm. person? That'd be way too much. So I was like, well, I guess I just won't ever do that as a single person, adopt or foster anything. Um, but then just when I was became a teacher, I was at a public school and it was the hardest experience of my mm. life. And I cried like every day and I questioned God so much and like, God, all I wanted was to be married and now I have to provide for myself teaching and it is awful. And it was a typical season questioning, like, why am I here to Lord? But now I can look back and see it because even though it was hard, I fell in love with my students and it broke my heart when they were put in the foster system. And it was kind of like a light bulb moment where I got it, where I'm like, this is, you know, we need to be stepping up for these children. And I wasn't mm. fearful of it anymore. I knew that there was a reason for this and to care for them. Mm. And God calls us to care for the orphans. And I was like, this is, I need to be doing something now to help them. So at 26, I became a licensed foster parent. And wow. I was at that point, not necessarily wanting to adopt. I was wanting to foster but God had it that I was able to adopt three of my um, foster children. So my oldest son, Franklin, he is four. He was actually my very first placement. So we kind of grew together in this journey. Aww. And then my daughter, Kit, she's three. And then my son, Theo, he is two. He's my oldest biological brother. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's so cool. <laughs> it is so amazing. God did our story, but it's crazy. And um, I have so many women message me and they're like, I want to do that. I didn't even know I could. And Yes. I think that's the main thing. Like, I didn't know it was an option. I always encourage single people to look into it if they've, you know, desired in the past thinking, well, marriage, definitely look at it in singleness too. Right. So that's what I was going to just say, because I hear, you know, so many women are 
and men too, but I hear this especially from the woman side of like desiring to be a mother and like feeling like, especially once you hit like after 30, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm still single and my ovaries and what's happening and I need to get married and have babies. And meanwhile, guys just like realistically don't have exactly the same fears with their biological systems. And a lot of women are just like, I really want to be a mother. And I, you know, I will say personally, I've never even considered this either, to be honest, because I also didn't think it was an option. I didn't even know what it would look like. I like didn't even cross my mind. So what would you encourage the people listening who are like, oh, I really want to be a mother. And because this is definitely a way to make that happen, obviously. So what encouragement would you provide for anybody, especially women who are feeling fearful of even stepping out into that? Yeah, it's really scary. And it took me years to jump into it. But it does kind of overwhelm me just how many people come to me saying that, I've always wanted to, but I didn't know I could in my singleness and being a little bit scared. Like, can I even do that on my own? And I just say, well, if I can, I'm a hot mess. You guys can as well. And mm. um, definitely take your time to like think about the logistics. Like, do you have a job? Do you have a house? And you don't have to <laughs> own it, but do you have a place to put the children and right. like working that all out? But yes, you can do it now in the season. And I've actually met some single guys who are foster parents too, which I'm like, that is amazing. Like guys are doing it as well. And, and don't let the fear or the fact that it's not the norms stop you from pursuing it and mm. even what people will think about you doing it as well. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a lot of things that stop people. And the big one actually that kind of made me pause for a couple of years was that fear of, will I not get married now because right. I'm fostering? And honestly, that did make me wait a couple times when I was going to start the process. I was like, Oh, well, I'm dating so-and-so now I'm going to wait because this might turn into something. But I got to the point where I was like, you know what? God is really laying up in my heart and it won't get out of my mind. Wow. I'm going to pursue this no matter what. And if a guy I'm dating wants to join me on this, that is great. But no matter what I'm moving forward, mm. now, nothing's too hard for the Lord to bring somebody around. So don't let that fear stop you from being able to help others in a season. Yeah. It's like that is also marriage is a desire in our heart, but also being a mother is a desire, might be a desire on somebody's heart or a father for men listening too. And so I love that you say that because it's like, well, those are also, they're equal desires, you know, they could be both desires in our heart. And so I think that sometimes even there's a pressure to feel like I have to get married so that like my biological clock so I can become a mother so that I can make this happen. And it's like, well, why don't force yourself to marry someone. Buddy, I mean, be actively dating. I'm encouraging that. I always do, but don't force yourself to marry someone just so that you can have children. <laughs> like right. that, yeah, exactly. that, that's not what God would want you to even do. Like at, at this point, I mean, we don't have arranged marriages for a reason, you know, like, the, and I don't think any of us really want to go back to that kind of, you know, form of being set up where our parents are choosing who we get to marry. Ooh, oh goodness. Oh my gosh. I just had a flash of what that would look like. <laughs> Love my parents, but wow. Okay. So, <laughs> Gee, she was anyway uh, we could all laugh about that thinking about like woo I don't know about that I'm really happy that I get the free will to choose but also don't force yourself to marry somebody just so that you can be a mother or fulfill that desire to be a parent I mean whether it's fostering whether it's just like mentoring younger people like find ways in your life to mother or father people around you and I think that Bethany what you've done is just such a clear and beautiful picture of that. And also just, you know, the encouragement you have given people to work through the fears that like, yeah, ha having kids is such a desire in my heart. And I believe that God will provide for that, like for a husband one day, even if I have children, like it's not going to make me less dateable, less marriageable, whatever the word is. Right. Um, and I just, I love that. So I want to transition into talking about what it is like for you now with three children. Oh my gosh. To date as a single parent post adopting. So let's just be real. Like what has it been like to date now having children? Yeah, so your comment about not letting the fear of like, you know, being a single parent stop you from dating. And it's actually, it's been a process, honestly, to be confident in yeah. this season and dating. So I was fearful and kind of was like, we're like, oh no, I hope that guys won't, you know, stop wanting to date me because I'm a single parent. 
but I really did kind of push that aside. And I was like, no, no, like guys will see my heart and they'll be more attracted to me <laughs> because they're like, oh, wow, she is fostering her singleness. It will just let the right guys rise to the top. That's what I kind of thought. Yeah. And so I've always gone to smaller churches and I work, you know, in the schools. And so usually are women and my coworkers. So I always have been open to online dating. I, I kind of set up a profile again whenever I became a foster parent. Yeah. And so I remember it was pretty early on in my foster care journey that I was at work early one morning and I got like a little notification that I got a message from somebody online. I was like, oh my goodness, what does it say? And <laughs> I go and I see it's from a cute guy. But then I read the message and it like broke my heart mm. because he essentially said, no real guy is going to want you now that you do this. And wow. I knew, I knew what he was saying was a lie. Like I knew it wasn't true, Wow! but it broke me. It broke my heart because I didn't even realize I had all these insecurities about my new season. And he kind of voiced it. Like I had been worried that guys aren't going to want to date me. How would he ever, well, how would a guy ever choose me over a girl who is single with no kids like i feel like they would you know flock over to them over me mm. and i putting myself out there to date and why would i even doing that whenever i feel like i shouldn't um, i'm not the right option for guys mm. and so at that moment i like deleted my online profile and i just kind of thought i guess i'm choosing single parenthood and these kids over marriage and so that was for about a year that I kind of thought wow. that way, that I wasn't even worthy of guys to consider me. Oh, but God gosh. just really did a lot of work in my heart in that year that you are worthy of love. There is going to be the right guy out there for you. And there are guys out there who are godly and who are not going to see your kids as a burden yeah. and who are going to not be overwhelmed by your family dynamic. Or if they're a little bit like questioned, they're going to ask questions and, mm. you know, pursue you even with that and see the kids as a gift yes. and is was a journey and God has used a lot to make me confident again in what I'm doing. Mm. And he has been so sweet even to send guys along who have been just that, who like are love our story and or love the idea mm -hmm. that me fostering as a single person. And so that has just been really great. Um, but yeah, so it's definitely been a journey to get to here, but um, to be like, yeah, I am a single parent, but I can drop the hanky too and <laughs> date and it is great. So it's definitely not easy being a single parent, but we can be encouraged that there are still guys out there who would want to date single parents. Yeah. We're not undateable in this season. You know, and I just want to say I'm so sorry for that person that messaged you. I mean, gosh, it's just it's terrible when things like that happen. It's like it's like why why are you just outrightly judging me? Like that's so rude. Um like even if I saw on somebody's profile on a dating app like that something totally anti, I don't know, or just like partying and blah -de blah I would never like reach out to them and be like, hey, no girl's ever going to want to date you because you have these photos or because all you do is party. I mean, that, right, is, that yeah. is not our place to say anything and voice our opinions in that way. We don't know that person. And I just, I'm just so sorry because it's just wrong. And I think that we can all learn from that. Like how can, how dare we judge other people in that capacity? But I'm so glad for how God redeemed that for you. And what I always say within this capacity is I truly believe that God will ignite it on the heart of the right person to pursue us and for our heart to be ignited to pursue them back, right? And I just, God has given me that picture, that like kind of phrase, that word ever since I went through a hard heartbreak about almost coming up on three years ago where I just didn't see it coming at all, you know, and something he really difficultly said to me, and I've said this in a previous interview is, you know, after the breakup, we had more conversation, revisited conversation. He ended up saying, you know what, Kate, you deserve to be someone's first choice. And I was like, ooh, gosh, that's painful. But it was in that moment that I realized, yeah, and I will be. 
because I believe that God will ignite it on the right person's heart. This guy just wasn't his ministry, right, to, to date me. It wasn't his thing to date me. It wasn't on his heart, but it will be on someone else's. And I believe that with a passion, just like I believe that for you, Bethany, that like the right man will not be intimidated. They will see your children as a gift. They will love your heart for fostering and adopting and maybe even have a heart of that for their own, of their own, you know? And I just think that it's so beautiful that like, okay, well, great. Good thing I don't have to marry the guy that is I'm his second choice or that the guy who doesn't want to, you know, embrace your children. Like, because I don't want to spend my life dealing with that. Right. I don't want to spend my life feeling like a burden. I want to spend my life feeling like I'm second choice. And I really believe that, you know, the right person is not going to see that as a burden. I'm going to get off my little preaching moment here and, and, ask, Amen. <laughs> and ask you another question because I just really do believe though that so many people can relate to that's probably I assume one of the biggest fears of being a single parent and dating like is this going to be is no one going to want to date me and is this going to be a burden to somebody else so I want to also ask you within this, as you date new people, um, kind of a follow-up question, how do you keep that positive mentality? How do you continue to not be self-conscious as you go into new situations? Like I know you've met new guys that have kind of helped rewrite that for you, but is there anything else that has just stood out for you, have been an encouragement to really get your brain and your mindset to go back into the positive of like, no, this is not a burden. And yes, I am worthy. And I guess I will be chosen. Anything else that has like kind of been helpful for you? Yeah. Um, I know there's been times when I've dated guys and it's not super easy to date single parents compared to people who don't have kids just because of time and, you know, to plan ahead and different things. Um, and so there are times whenever things don't work out or, oh man, our babysitter backed out. And I feel like, oh man, you know, it is hard to date me. And I feel bad for the guy and things. So I'm like, no, like this, that's just the reality of it. That's our life. And I know the guy is not interested anymore. Well, like, well, he's not the right option for me. And yeah. just being confident that, you know, I want somebody who is patient with our family dynamic and because it's not going to get any easier <laughs> the more you date me necessarily. Yeah. Um, knowing that, you know, yeah, the right guy is going to be okay with all that. And just like, no matter what, like even if I never get married and I'm still the mom of these kids, that is such a gift no matter what. And so mm. it'd be a lot worse to want to get a dad for my kids and a husband for me and rush it and marry somebody who is not right where I ended up having him as a kid too and take care of him. Right. Like, no, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. So it is so worth taking your time and being patient and knowing that there are good guys out there and like waiting for that because mm. it's going to make this life so much more joyful and not a burden. Um, you know, trying to rush it for the, just to have a person, you know. Yes, that I love the way you said that could be potentially become another child that you also yes. are taking care of. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is so real. All the women, especially married women, are saying amen or guys too, I guess. But okay, so let's get into some of the practicals too. Obviously, being a mom with three kids, a single mom, your time is very filled. Um, yeah. So how do you actually find the time to date with such a busy schedule? And I guess the secondary question within that is how do you I'm sure wanting to spend a lot of quality time with your children, how do you justify spending time away from your kids to date as well as a desire of your heart? Yeah, I, that is probably one of the hardest things about dating as a single parent is time because I'm essentially both mom and dad. And but I know that it's so important to make that a priority and um, to do it because I want to be married, obviously, but I want my kids to have a dad. So mm. being away from them is difficult, but I know it's worth the sacrifice because I know the end result would be for us to, for me to have a husband and them to have a father. Mm. Um, so to make it a priority and to make time work for us um, is to um, make sure that I am being creative about it. And yeah. so that might look like, getting coffee um, during the day or meeting for lunch breaks because yeah. I'm not taking any extra time away from my kids at that point. Yes. So that makes it really nice that um, it doesn't change their day at all, but it's something that we're going to need lunch anyway. So let's meet together for that. <laughs> um, so that um, is helpful. And then um, planning ahead is great too, because I can't just meet last minute for dates. And so yes. if we're able to get our schedules out and figure out, you know, when can we have a date night and when can we get a babysitter and things like that makes it work for us as well. Once 
me and this person get to know each other really well and it's safe and it's comfortable and the kids have already met uh, this person, um, I would suggest having them over to our house for dinner and then hang out. And, you know, after the kids go to bed, it could be me and him get to um, hang out together because it's just really just figuring out what works, you know, with our schedule and um, our life. And so it's just kind of figuring out the best times in the day for that to make it work out. That makes so much sense, too, because when you have children in the mix, you it's also about lifestyle. Like, does this person even fit with my lifestyle at yeah. all? And, you know, that would be a convenient way to kind of see how does he work in this environment and also to just spend extra time with him so you don't have to do get a babysitter as well because I yeah. also, you know, as a single parent, I'm sure it's just like another financial thing you got to think about. Right. Babysitters are not cheap. I used to be one of them many years ago <laughs> and I can imagine today it's even cost more. Oh my gosh. Hey friends, question for you. Do you have any problems with balance in your life? I've recently been incredibly inspired by John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It is so good, you guys, you need to read it. But within that book, John Mark proposes a question that I wanna ask you right now. Who are you becoming by the things you are doing? Think about it. Everything we do is a decision. How we spend our time and our money is an indication of the things we truly value. So my next question for you is this. Upon waking in the morning, what is the first thing that you do? Do you immediately go for your phone and start scrolling or emailing? Or what about at night? Do you have every intention of going to bed at a good hour, but instead find yourself on Instagram? If the first thing you do when you wake up or go to bed is look at your phone, then try this instead of checking social media. Open the Abide app and start your day or end your day in the spirit and peace of God. You guys, I have loved discovering and using the Abide app. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app. And overall, Abide users have reported less stress, lower levels of anxiety and depression, and even better sleep. Doing daily meditations has been a game changer for me as I manage the chaos that sometimes feels like my days. Abide's daily meditation is based on biblical scripture and will center you and draw you closer to God. And guess what, you guys? For a limited time, Heart of Dating listeners will get 25% off a premium subscription when you visit abide.co forward slash heart. What I also love about Abide's meditations is that they even start at two minutes long. So they're really easy to fit into your schedule and pop on in the middle of a busy workday. They feature topics like overcoming anxiety, managing stress, addiction and recovery, finding forgiveness, and so many other things. So friends, start today with 25% off a premium subscription by downloading the Abide app at abide.co forward slash heart. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and so many more things. I'm so excited to be offering this to you guys because I just love to really enrich your life with things that have personally also helped me. So again, that's A-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash heart to download the Abide app and get 25% off your premium subscription. Okay, so this is making me also think, you know, when do you bring up that you are a mother to somebody you're dating? Because and I don't think there's necessarily a one size fit all process here, just like most dating there isn't. But, you know, do you tell them on the first date? Do you make sure to tell them before the date? Do you wait to tell them after the date? What's your process in that area kind of looked like? Yeah, like I said, that it's different for everybody because it really is. And I know I have some single parent friends who kind of do it differently than me, but personally, I'm upfront about it before going on the date. If I meet them in person, they're going to see I have three kids. So they're going to know that. <laughs> but online, I'm even open about that. And I don't go into too many details just to protect my kids and their privacy. But I say like, you know, I'm a parent through foster care and then adoption. Mm. And I do that because I don't want to waste anybody's time. Our time is so precious that I don't want to go after a few dates and be like, surprise, I have three children. Because um, <laughs> right. that's going to really throw them for a loop for sure. And, you know, I'm not going to be naive to think that every person should be dating a single parent. Um, that's not going to be good for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I you know, do want to let them know. But even more than that, once they start talking to a guy, communicating with them and they see like, okay, I'm a parent through foster care and adoption. I explain what that is because not everybody's familiar with that world. And so I think some people, and I found out 
this by talking to them, they assume that foster care adoption is kind of like mentorship or babysitting. And so I think they think, oh, that's so cool. I love, yeah, fostering. But then they don't realize like I'm like their parent, like they're with me 24 seven. And, you know, it's me, especially when I adopt, like they're my kids as much as they are like bio children. Mm-hmm. And so I want to kind of give them a heads up about that too. Like, you know, I have three kids and they're with me all the time and they will be with me forever um, situation. So anyways, I do explain it just because like I said, I don't want to be a shocker to them and surprise them. And it will weed out the guys who like, you know, that's not a great fit for them. Yeah, I love that. Just be upfront about it. I think that's so good because it's you're not hiding anything and it, you're attracting the kind of guy who already knows this about you and isn't afraid about it, you know, because maybe some people don't want to sign up to marry a single parent and I want to we're going to get into that but you don't want the person that even questions that you want somebody who's like oh I'm I'm open to that, you know, and why go on a date with somebody who already is like you know, has whatever in their mind that that's not going to be a fit for them, which we will talk about that in just a second here because I want to address that. So, so I love that. I love that you're just super upfront with that owning. This is my lifestyle. This is who I am. Like not sharing overly too many details, especially online, but just being real, like, Hey, I am a mother. Yeah. Like you should know that. Okay. So another question that's just come in from our community specifically, since we do have lots of single parents in our community is just kind of figuring out when you introduce the person you're dating to your children. And then there was some other follow-up questions people had like, okay, when do you introduce them? And then do you have any thoughts on how you introduce them? (laughs) And so those are kind of the first intro questions there because we asked a few people and they definitely had a lot of thoughts on on what what they wanted to hear about the timing of all of that. Yeah. I feel like my answer might be a little bit more strict than what other people say. And I just am like super cautious just because, you know, I want to protect my kids and they've already experienced a lot of change and trauma in their little lives already that I don't want mommy dating to add anything else, you know, guys coming back and forth, you know, Yeah. so for me, I do take it slow and I've only introduced one guy to my kids so far. And so the dating process for me, it looks like me and the person getting to know each other really well. And after a time when I feel like I could see a future with them, um, that's when I introduce them to my kids but in more of a group setting. So it's not any pressure because um, it's for me to see how the guy does with the kids, but he needs to feel like I am comfortable moving forward after this. Cause that's a big adjustment. If he doesn't already have children to yeah. go from, you know, being single with no kids to potentially having three. I right. mean, that is a lot. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> and so then going from that. And so then, after the group settings, if that goes well, then it could be more of like us hanging out all together, more of um, just our family. Mm. And so I feel like, you know, this is a lot slower than I feel a typical dating would be, but it's not just me involved, it's my kids. Mm. And I have to think about them protecting them. And, you know, my worst fear is for them to getting really attached to somebody and then it doesn't work out, which, you know, that could happen no matter how careful I am, but just doing the best I can to, um, keep them safe through this whole dating process. Yeah, that makes so much sense too, especially them being foster children and now adoptive children. Like they've already been through potentially abandoning situations in their younger years. And so you want to protect them from experiencing anything else in that capacity, especially with a man, you know, I, I love that. And so you said how you would introduce them would be more of like in a group setting. You said it first, yeah. right? Yeah. Just hopefully it's be less pressure for the guy and for the kids and for everybody. So yeah. like small group at church is really great, you know, different things like that where there's a lot going on. So it's not like this big pressure moment, like meeting the children, you know, so hopefully yeah. it's, you know, not. And then if it doesn't like, I don't think this is like, I can do this, like, okay, you know, now we know and you know, people didn't get attached, you know, like the kids wise and things. Right. Okay. That totally makes sense. So I don't know if you've had the situation, but if you have like after that point, guy meets your kids, it's going well, how do you, or how would you in your mind, like start including them maybe a little bit more in your family dynamic or just add a little bit more with the kids? Like what would that look like for you? Yeah. So they only had one guy so far that introduced my kids and for him, it was too much and mm. he backed out. And so we haven't had it like go long term yet where 
the guy has gone into our family routine and been a part of like family night and, you know, just our daily activities yet. Um, So I can't really honestly say like how I've done it yet um, Mm. because we haven't gone that far with the guy. Um, But I would, you know, like invite him whatever we're doing, like, you know, once it's comfortable and safe and we are on the same page, like Franklin's soccer game, I would love for him, you know, come to that and go to our family night. And if we go to the same church, you know, we can go to church and go to lunch together. Like, I mean, I would love for the person to do as many activities with us as he feels comfortable because if it works out in this long term, like, you know, that's what our life family dynamic is. Yeah. And so um, I would love to include the person into, you know, whatever we do to make sure that is a good fit and um, for, for forever, you know? Yeah. I love that. Okay. So we had another question too from our community coming from a single person, which I love this. So this single individual asked, how can I be a great date for someone who is a single parent? Um, This person says, I'm coming across this now and want to make sure I don't do or say the wrong thing in that regard. So, you know, from your experience being a single parent, what, what do you look for or what makes you feel comfortable? What makes you feel like, okay, this person is really receptive and they're, I feel like I can trust them or I feel safe with them or, you know, what, what can we do as single people who maybe don't have parents in the situation to make the other person feel really comfortable? That's a really good question. Um, so I think for me, I want a guy who is considerate of our family dynamic and time. And so with that planning ahead, knowing that mm. he can't like ne- maybe sometimes, but just asking me out last minute or doing things because that's not necessarily going to work out. Yeah. Um, so just knowing like this is our family and this is how dating is like works best and um, not make me feel bad for that either. Um Um, Being flexible would be really great too, um, because especially if you're dating somebody who has younger children, we've talked about the babysitter situation before, but there are times when last minute my babysitter backs out because they're sick or the kids get sick. And so plans then, you know, can't happen. And so just kind of knowing that and being flexible about that um, would be nice for that single parent because they would feel bad. They're like, dang it, it is hard to date me, you know, and so not like shaming them and making them feel bad for that, but mm. just kind of knowing that that's just part of um, dating them. Um, for me, also the thing is willing to take it slow, not pressuring me to move too quickly just because like I said before it's not me it's like also the kids yeah. and just kind of trusting like you know our timing of making sure that everything is safe for the kids and it's comfortable for them and um, not rushing it. Um, I'd really appreciate that and um, trusting me in that. Another thing that I love when a guy does is take an interest in my life and the kids. I've had guys I've gone out with and they didn't really ask any questions about fostering or adoption or, you know, about anything or family dynamic. And for me, that is kind of like, I would want them to, because I'd want them to be a part of it. And so I'd want them to ask questions to take an interest in it. I like, I would be like offended at all if people you know, ask me about that. So that would make me feel like, oh, wow, he really does like me or interested in me um, because he wants to know more about what motherhood is like and with the kids. Right. I love that. And I feel like that's so good for people to hear because I can imagine that some people just like don't even know it. They're like, oh my gosh, I've never dated a a single parent before. And, but like, that is the point, everyone, like be curious, you know, it's not like this forbidden subject that you can't talk about it because you found out this person's a single parent, you know, like this is like a part of your life currently like I can understand it might be a little different in the beginning if the person finds out you're divorced and maybe you don't share or they're not asking you tons and tons of questions about the divorce up front but like because that was maybe more of a trauma thing from the past but this is like your current life like a lot of your life is revolved so because on dates what do we do we talk about our current life we talk about work sometimes we talk about things we look forward to and like if you're a single parent that's part of the all the things you look forward to it's part of your current life to not ask questions about that would be feel very odd like do you care about how I live my life at all (laughs) exactly yeah and so I think that that's so that's amazing you know another thing I just is coming up for me too Bethany is just for anybody who has hesitations to date someone who is a single parent from what you know about yourself and about your season what do you think are like kind of the benefits of actually dating someone who's a single parent 
I feel like I know some in my mind right now, but I'm sure that you can speak to some things that make you not be something like a category that people should immediately disqualify. Yeah. Like I think that some people are overwhelmed by thinking about dating a single parent and it's intimidating. And so they just don't even go there. But for me, I just feel like, you know, our life, it is a circus. It's crazy, but it is so joy-filled and so sweet. And like, you know, our family dynamic is like, you know, kind of all set up, but you know, there is room for, you know, a guy to come in it as well. So I don't know. I just feel like, I, I mean, I know a lot of guys are intimidated by it, but I just, I'm like, no, like, it's, it's not intimidating. Like, you know, there's, I don't know if they think that our family's all set up, so there's not room for them, but there is room. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I answered that question that great. No, but, um, that's great. I think too, like what's coming up for me is just thinking like, well, gosh, if you're a single parent, it likely means that you have, you're very responsible, you know, and you're probably incredibly nurturing. Just these qualities and characteristics of people who are living their single life who just are still doing whatever they kind of want, you know, it's like totally different. And when they get into a serious relationship, all of a sudden now they're like, oh, there's a lot of responsibility here that I didn't have when I was just me, myself, and I. And as a dating a single parent, a single parent likely has to really have their stuff together. They're pretty responsible. They're planned. They're, you know, probably incredibly incredibly nurturing, very, you know, decent with boundaries. You know, you have to figure out like how to have boundaries with my life. And a lot of people have never had to figure out those things, have to figure out communication. And so I just feel like there's so many beautiful qualities that come from being a single parent. I'm sure there's way more than just what I listed, but I think that I just want to charge some of the single people listening that are like, oh no, I wouldn't date a single parent. I'm like, well, why? Like, I think when we we ever answer anything with a visceral, nope, I won't do that. I just want to challenge people to question it and just think about it a little more. Like, what is the true reason for why not? Um, And why are you so afraid of that? And actually, what could be the benefit and what the beauty of marrying somebody or dating somebody who has children, you know? And so I'm just, I'm super big on challenging our mentalities. And if it's ever just a really strong-willed no, like we, sometimes we don't question it. And I just really want for some, some people right now to think more deeply about that. And so my last question kind of for you before you go into our nugget would be, Bethany, obviously as you're dating men and you're trying to navigate this dating scene, you have children, what are some kind of maybe red flags that would that might come up that you're like, oh, this would not be something that would be good for me and my children? I'm trying to think here. Um, I think I've kind of said this already, but if they don't take any interest in our life or ask any questions, that's a red flag for me because yeah. you're definitely not ready for it if you're not even like, you know, trying to figure out what this life looks like. So that to me is like, no, this is kind of the opposite though. <laughs> if they ask a lot of questions, especially online before he's met about specifically the kids, that does concern me because sadly we live in a broken world where some guys prey on single moms and thinking yeah, that they wow. could be easily taken advantage of. Mm. And so I feel like for me, I have to do this extra level of security because I want to make sure, again, I keep my, me safe and the kids safe. So if they're asking like a ton of questions after that, I'm like, I don't feel good about this. This is mm. done. And I think thankfully we are given this gut feeling, this instinct of if it's not right. And there's this was guy in particular that I was talking to and on paper, it was like, great. But I just was like, got this icky feeling like, you know, this isn't, I don't know, there's something wrong here. And I just ended it just because I just didn't feel like this was going well. So I think trust, especially single parents, trust those instincts. Um, they're there for a reason, for sure. And we kind of talked about the maturity thing earlier, but just for me, if I'm talking to somebody and not to not give them a chance, but if I just sense there's just not any maturity there or, or just their life is just a lot of parties and stuff, I don't really consider them because like you said, like this is just such a big jump and I'm big lifestyle jump. Yeah, it is. And it's like no pressure, but you, you know, if this went all the way marriage, you know, you would be a dad. And if they don't already have children, that's a big adjustment. And, you know, I understand that, but at the same time, I'm not going to be really considering people who I can just see that they're not ready for that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to waste my time, yeah, or hurt people, you know, the kids and things if there's not a maturity there with it. Yeah, and they can, yeah, you want to see the maturity, responsibility that they're lifestyle-wise ready. And that's not to dog on some people, just some people are not lifestyle ready for that at this moment in time. 
Yes. This is so good because I'm listening being like, wow, because I've only dated a handful of guys with children. And so I'm learning from just all the things you're saying too. And I, I really appreciate it. Bethany, this is so amazing. Um, you know, every interview I end this with the same question that I'm going to ask you right now, which is just what is your final nugget of dating advice for the listeners today? So this is something that I've seen online before or guys have actually said it to me um, in person that they would never date a single parent. And so I might have said that before I became one, honestly, I can't really remember, but I might have said that before. But if you have said that, I would just say pause and step back and consider, you know, why are you you saying that? Because I think that if we have that stance, we are missing out on a lot of great relationships and, you know, we are worthy of being considered too, worthy of love. And mm. um, I would definitely, you know, just have you kind of question, like, why are you having that strong stance? And I'm not, like I said before, naive to think that every single person should date a single parent. But I think there are some who would be great options that right now say that they wouldn't, you know, go that way and date single parents. But yeah. Um, so definitely would have you pause and think about that as well. Mm, I love that. I love it, Bethany. Girl, I just want to thank you for your heart, for sharing with us today, for being so open and so vulnerable. And and it, and just honestly want to honor you with what you're doing, with the God-sized dream that he put on your heart, that you're like, wow, even though this might be challenging, like I know this desires in my heart to foster. And God's put that fire there and I'm going to go after it. And from fostering to then adopting, like it is truly incredible and it does speak to second corinthians where paul talks about just how to charge us as singles to really take such a season to grow closer in devotion to god and really make the most of the season to do epic things for the kingdom and i can't think of someone at the moment doing it better than what you're doing in your sacrifice to be a mother to have three children as a single parent my goodness like that is just it is it's beautiful and so Thank you for just inspiring us with your story, with um, who you are, what you're doing. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. And I just wanted to just honor you by by thanking you for for what you're doing and for for being an encouragement to all of us. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. And I love your podcast. And I'm just so thankful for this resource for us singles. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah. And girl, if people want to connect with you on Instagram and see you and all the cuties, how do they do that? (laughs) Yeah. So um, my Instagram is BethanyAnn42. That's the best way to connect with me online. Yay. I love it. Bethany M42. I love, oh my gosh. I totally, I forget when it was, but I stalked all of your, so many of your pictures and totally virally liked, like I am unashamed to do that. When I find someone who I'm like, I love this. I will like everything. So you just blow it up with all the cadence or heart of dating stuff. But anyway, Bethany, thank you so much again, girl. I've just loved this conversation with you. Well, thank you so much. All right, friends. So first of all, I want to say this. Do not let your desire for marriage when you are still in a time of singleness derail you from doing the dreams on your heart, such as becoming a parent. Let Bethany's story be an inspiration to you. She's a single mom of three, and I love the shade, the bravery and the courage to step out into this and look more into adoption, which she didn't even think was possible as a single woman. Now, secondly, I want to encourage all the single parents in our community. You guys, I have so much admiration for you. And I'm also just personally sorry for all the ways in which you have felt too much or not enough or just a burden within the dating process. That's not fair. You are none of those things. You are enough. You are worthy of love. And in fact, I think you have many admirable qualities that make you even more eligible in some ways. Lastly, to all the non-parent singles, y'all, I love you, but I just want to invite you to have a more open mindset. Have you ever dated a single parent? What would it look like to be open to that? Could you maybe challenge yourself to see what God might be able to do? I love you guys. I'm so thankful to be able to have these open dialogues about topics that can be murky to navigate. So thank you for being in this, for listening to this episode, and I'll see y'all next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 